Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. That is good. All right, now we're ready to get into this this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Mark chapter 10. And today I want to speak to you about the heart of a giver. The heart of a giver. If you're a note taker, the heart of a giver is the title of this message. Last week we laid the foundation to this with the understanding that everything that we have is God's. Amen. And how cool was it to see at the end of church last week, people came forward, they signed away everything they had to the Father. And I believe that even this week there was a release because people had surrendered those things to the Lord. In fact, I know there was because there were testimonies already of that happening. So that is our foundation, that is our launching point and there is no way that we can move forward in talking about money and possessions without having that foundation in place. And so that foundation says that everything we have is God's, that we are not the owners, we are the stewards. And do you know one very simple way that I know that? When I'm gone... Someone else gets to drive my Camry. Some lucky person gets that amazing vehicle. It doesn't come with me. None of my stuff comes with me. I'm not the owner, I'm the steward, right? And so we have to live our lives in a way where we steward everything that the Father blesses us with. And when we get that right, not only are we blessed, but the kingdom of God is blessed and moves forward in power. Amen. So that is point one. This week, we're getting into the heart. And you know, Jesus had this way of, He took the law. Did you notice how He does this? He takes the law and where people think, maybe that's easy. All right, thou shall not kill. All right, tick. I am holy, got that one under control, never killed anyone. And Jesus comes and he's like, "Uh uh-uh, let's actually level that up, right? Now, I know some people are thinking, man, grace, how good is grace? Does grace say that even if I kill someone, I can still receive the Father's forgiveness? Absolutely. So does that level it down? Jesus comes and he says, I'm going to level this up. That even if you have anger in your heart towards your brother, that you've committed murder in your heart. That's big, right? Jesus has this way of taking things that seem external and making them a heart matter, bringing them back to the heart. In Proverbs 16, it says this, All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. In James 4, He's speaking on the topic of submission to God and he says this, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Is that good? That hits home for all of us. 
And so when it comes to money and possessions, our motives or what's in our heart is incredibly important. And that's what we're going to be speaking about today. So Matthew 10. In Matthew 10, we read of a situation where there's this wealthy young man and he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, good teacher, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, well, you know the commandments, keep the commandments. And he says to Jesus, he says, well, I do. I have kept the commandments all my life. Great person, ticked them all off. Winning. And this is what it says in verse 21. It says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. So, in the context of love, he says to him, One thing you lack go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And so this young man left that interaction with Jesus with earthly riches, but he missed out on eternal riches in the process. I don't believe that this teaching that Jesus gives here is in any way saying that it is bad to be rich. I want you to hear that today. But I do believe that this is teaching into this heart matter that Jesus so often reveals in us. That as this rich man came to Jesus and he said, essentially, I've done everything right, Jesus, that Jesus could see into his heart and he could see that there was one thing that this man would put First, he would put it before Jesus and Jesus challenged him in this space. And when it comes to money and possessions, it can be one of those things that for each one of us makes its way into that place in our life. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a heart issue. Now, I've got some bad news for you this morning. If you were unaware of this, the bad news is that we are all naturally selfish people. All right? That includes the person next to you. Just check them out right now. That includes you. And let me give you an example of this. The reason I know this, and don't get me wrong, Spirit-filled, tongue-speaking people can still struggle with selfishness. Amen? Here's how I know that this is true. All right? This happens thousands of times every day right across Australia and right across our world, this situation. A husband and wife drive into the drive through The husband leans out the window. He says, hey, I'll have a large Big Mac meal, please. And he looks across to his wife and he says to his wife, honey, would you like anything? And her reply is, no, thanks. 
I'll just have some of yours. <laughs> and this thing kicks in, right? And it's, it's internal. Any man that knows what's good for him knows this is internal, not external. <laughs> but it says, ain't no way you are touching my burger. I'm hungry, I want that burger. I'm basically fading away. And so graciously, we look at our wives and we say, look, I'm happy to get you something. And she says, no, it's all good, you just get yours. And it's in that moment that you realise that that burger and fries that you wanted, half of it is now gone. It's gone, right? And this selfishness inside of us has been revealed in this simple process of drive-through. Is anyone with me on this? Does anyone know this feeling? Okay. Amen. Well, let's just pray and wrap up from there now that we've gone there, right? I want to talk to you about heart conditions today. And this is heart condition number one, is the surrendered heart versus the resistant heart. The surrendered heart is a heart that has a desire to be obedient to God and trust in the Lord. The resistant heart is a heart that questions God, that defers to personal wisdom and even justifies disobedience based on their logic. Just as God requires obedience and trust in every area of our life. He requires it in this area of money and possessions also. This is not an area that we get to keep separate from Him. After last Sunday, um, speaking on money and possessions week one, I heard this great testimony and, and this happened this very week. Last Sunday, this happened. And so I got permission to share it. Today, uh, there was a lady who came into our church last last Sunday, and during worship, she actually felt God speak to her, and she felt that God said to her, "You've been coming here for six months now; it's time to give." And she said to God, "She said, all right, Lord, I have ten dollars. I'll give that, right?" And the father spoke back to her in a moment, and he said. I want you to put a zero on it. And he also said to her, if you give this, I will give you back three times. Okay? And so for those who are doing the numbers, 10 with a zero, that's $100. Okay? Now, this lady has had a a number of huge challenges in her life over the past couple of years. In 2021, she actually had to leave her home with her two boys, um, relocate. Then in 2022, she was diagnosed with cancer. She went through surgery for that. She's now on chemo. She hasn't been able to work. So this was a stretch, what the Lord was asking of her, right? But right there in worship, she got her phone out and she gave the $100. Isn't that awesome? That's obedience right there. That as the Father speaks, we move in obedience. Now what happened after that is what's so cool, is that before she'd even left church, 
There were a group of ladies knowing about her situation. They'd come together and cooked her some meals and some goodies and got her some groceries and things like that. And she left with bags of meals to take home that morning. And she said that as she was driving home, she literally drove home crying because the way that God had blessed her. She got home, she got her sons together and said, look what the Lord has done. They prayed and they gave thanks for His provision. Right Now it doesn't stop there. Before the end of the day was finished, Centrelink had done some stuff and they deposited $100.92 in her account. And then on top of that, another friend had deposited $100 in her account all on that same day. Isn't that amazing? Now, I am not telling you this story. If you're already hearing this and saying that we give so so that we can get more, this is not what I'm saying. I am illustrating this point of obedience. The Father calls us to obedience. And when we step out in obedience, we can trust that He is faithful. And this is what He's calling us to. The second heart condition is this, the grateful heart versus the ungrateful heart. I want to read from 1 Timothy 6. It says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. You know, for some people, enough is never enough, right? There always needs to be more. There always needs to be newer. There always needs to be better. There always needs to be more than the person next to them. There's always that comparison. But gratitude is what fights Comparison. Gratitude is what fights greed. And gratitude is what feeds contentment. When we can fix our eyes on what the Father has given us, and then we can be content in that space, no matter what anyone else around us actually has. Gratitude is a heart condition. Now the enemy loves it when he can steal the joy of blessing us by getting us to compare it to something else. Have you ever received something and you kind of thought, oh, that's cool, but it's not that cool, Lord? (laughs) Like, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And the Father wants us to experience the joy of His blessing in our life. Now, I want to get pretty specific here this morning because there are some people who are listening to this and you have a certain mindset towards money and possessions and it is holding you back from receiving all that God has for you. And the two mindsets I want to talk about specifically, you might call these two spirits also. The two spirits that we see at play in this area so often is a spirit of poverty or a spirit of lack 
And if you have this spirit, if it's something that's in you, if you have this mindset, if you like, then you will see money and finances as something to be ashamed of. That you will feel some guilt in this area, especially if God has blessed you. And we know that the Father is not the giver of shame or guilt, right? And yet as He blesses you in life, you feel this shame and guilt from what you have. And I would just want to say this morning that if you are here and you have lived in this space of poverty, then I want you to be released in Jesus' name that guilt would be broken for you. The second spirit is this one, a spirit of pride or prosperity. And this mindset actually causes people to think that you have earned everything that you have, that you deserve it, that you are entitled to it. And that if you are faithful to God, then He is going to bless you with so much more. It's a formula mindset where you actually give to get. And the motivation often in this mindset is not about other people, but it is about you. A prosperity mindset has this focus on you. And so let me just talk through some of this table. Um, we've been talking about stewardship last week and that what, that's, what, um, that's what a kingdom heart looks like. And then on either side of that, you've got poverty and lack or prosperity and pride. And so if I just talk through some of this, for those who sit in a poverty mindset, possessions, are, are, they can sometimes be so extreme that people consider them to be evil, Right? or that they're a source of shame, as I said. They work to meet basic needs. We need to stay in this space of poverty. And so we just work to have the least amount possible. That godly people are poor people. It is a theology that is stuck in suffering and can't see the blessing of the Lord. That Poverty mindset says, I give because I have to. It is obligation to the Father. And that spending is very difficult because it's hard to release anything. You want to hold on to things just to make sure that you've got everything covered. Now, on the other hand, a prosperity, a spirit of prosperity or even pride says possessions are a right. I'm entitled to have these things that I work to become rich. It's about me, that godly people are wealthy, that Jesus has won it at the cross so that we can all be wealthy people, that I give to get more and that my spending is often actually about me, about my appearance, about my personal gain, about building up more in my kingdom. Now, right there in the radical middle, we have stewardship or what we prefer to call a kingdom mindset. And a kingdom mindset is a mindset that we find in Romans 12. It's where Jesus has come and He's actually transformed us by the renewing of our mind. A kingdom mindset has this principle that everything I have is the Lord's. Therefore, possessions are a responsibility for me to steward and an opportunity to bless others or even something we leverage to see if we can bring people into the love of God. Stewardship says I work to serve Christ 
He is my master. Godly people are not necessarily poor, not necessarily wealthy, but they are faithful and generous. I give because I love God. That's my motivation. I love the Father and my spending is prayerful and spirit-led. Does that help for some people seeing it put like that? Now, often we can be on one side of this situation when the radical middle is where the Father calls us to sit. And there's a heart condition that pulls us into either side. The third heart condition I want to touch on this morning is a generous heart versus selfish heart. Obviously, a selfish heart is focused on personal gain. It's all about ourselves. A generous heart actually gets excited about opportunities to give. Now, to some people, that sounds crazy. If you've ever had the opportunity, if you've been blessed enough to be able to give, then you'll understand what I'm saying this morning, that there is so much joy to be found in giving, right? So much so that in the book of Acts, quoting Jesus, it says this, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, receiving something is good, right? Who doesn't like receiving something? This is saying that giving is more blessed. And I want you to follow a train of thought here for a second because I'm going somewhere with this. There's more blessing in giving than there is in receiving. And so we could say that there's blessing in giving, right? So we could also say that if you're giving, you will be blessed. Are you with me? All right. Now, I know that some people are going to get shaky already as I go into this area, right? The prosperity people right now are like, where's Dan going with this? Okay. Now, I've realised, if you don't know what the prosperity gospel is, okay, it is essentially a teaching that says that Jesus has purchased victory for us, which includes our healing, includes our salvation, and it includes wealth. Now... The problem with this is there's an overemphasis on this and it can even lead to people thinking that they can earn their way into salvation through success and things like that. It sets people up for a heart of wanting to give to get more because it feeds into this thing. Give and God will bless you. Give and it's going to come back, shake and press down, stir it up for you and overpouring and you're just going to see how much blessing you get. Now the thing is with this, and this might shock a few people, I do believe that the Father wants us to prosper. There are too many things in Scripture that directly say that if you give, trust me and watch how I bless you. Okay? And does that mean wealth? Not necessarily. Sometimes and often the blessing comes in different ways. But where I'm going with this is that if we are so cautious against this prosperity gospel which seems to be preached right across across the globe in so many churches, then we start to actually close our eyes to the goodness of God and the blessing of God. And we stop acknowledging those things. Things like the testimony that I shared earlier, we feel like, oh, I can't share that because that leads into prosperity doctrine, right? 
The truth is, it is more blessed to give than receive. If you are giving, there is gonna be blessing. Sometimes the Father will choose to pour out financial blessing on you because you have been faithful with the little and He's entrusting you with more. Amen? Is this making some people uncomfortable? I feel like it is. Prosperity, it has an inward focus that says, I get stuff so I can get more, right? God gives me so I can get more. He just wants to bless me. It's about me, right? But a kingdom mindset actually flips that around and says, I get to give. The Father gives me things so I can give, all right? So not I I give to get, but I get to give. And if you are a grammar person, you could say, yay, I get to give. Yay, right? Now, I want to give you an example of this because um, this is a very important thing. And so I want to show you practically what this looks like. All right, so Hachi, I'm going to grab you today and I've got my jar of coins here, okay? And this, um, you're Hachi today, you're playing the part of Hachi, all right? And um, I'm playing the part of the Lord God Almighty, creator of the universe, giver of salvation and life eternal, all-powerful, amazing... That's the part that I'm playing, all right? Um, so my jar here of shrapnel, most people don't know what this looks like anymore, uh, or it just clutters up your car, cigarette thing, you know. This is representing the Father's blessing and the Father's resources, okay? And so I'm going to give you a few different examples here. This morning, the Father is going to bless Hatchy with some heavenly resources and Hatchie is going to hold on to these, right? Now, Hatchie is, um, she does her best in life, doesn't always have heaps. She's faithful, okay? But she's very, very cautious in her mindset. So what the Father has given to her, she wants to keep. But if you hold your hands out, Hatchie, here's what the Lord wants to do for Hatchie. And he's actually got some more because there's some things that he wants Hatchie to do and some people that he wants her to bless. But Hatchy cannot receive any more, right? Because she's living with a closed heart to what the Father wants to do, okay? Now, let me give you another situation. Yeah, you can give that away. Here, pop it back here. Thank you. Now, this situation, this is going to be an example of poor stewardship, all right, Hatchie can live a life with an open hand and the Father can pour out His blessings and, and they just are just going straight past her, right? She holds them for a second and they move on and nothing effective actually happens with them. All right, now do we want to see the good one? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Okay, so 
Oh, thanks. You've given back to the Lord again. That's good. We're off to a good start on the third example. The third example is a kingdom mindset, a generous heart, okay? And remember, a kingdom mindset says, I actually get to give. I get to give. I get to give. I get to give over and over. Everything the Father gives me is His. I get it to give it. He blesses me with it so I can do something great with it. All right? Are you ready? Here we go. Hatchie's got her open hands and the Father pours some blessing out. She stewards that. That goes over there. Oh, yay. Some more goes to these people. Um, Here, Hatchie, I've still got some more for you there. I see your hands are empty. Go, Go do something great with that. Yep, I want you to bless Kylie Castle. Oh, she's, yeah, that's really blessed her today. I've got more too, Hatchie. I've got more. You're doing such a great job with that. I've got more for you. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, you can give some back to me. Great, that's awesome. Okay, there's some more coming. All right, do we get the picture? Yeah, we get to give. Can we put our hands together for Hatchie? So the Father calls us to live with open hands, but not to be irresponsible with what He pours out. It could be easy for us just to think, well, it's all God's. He's going to pour out His blessing. That's who He is. It doesn't matter what I do with it. But He calls us to be stewards and to be obedient to what He actually calls us to do with the resource He gives us. Now, um, I realise that this example, some people are going to find some holes in this. I understand that. All right. What the Father pours into my hands may not be the same as what He pours into the person's hands next to me. Are we on that page? But my job is not to steward what's in the person's hands next to me. My job is to steward what the Lord puts in my hands. I need to be faithful to what He pours into my hands. This is how it looks in the kingdom. Now, I've got some great news for you. There is a loophole to this system. If you were here today and you were wrestling with this and you're thinking, well, no way do I, I want to just give it all away and be obedient to the Lord, like I want to hang on to it. There is a loophole for you, all right? This is terrible preaching. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 9 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, Other translations might say obligation, for God loves a cheerful giver. If you are wrestling with this, you are off the hook, okay? If ever you hear us up front at Hope Community saying, we need you to give, we've got this fundraiser, come and give, and you're feeling a sense of obligation or guilt in some way, great news, you're off the hook, all right? The Father doesn't need your money. He has a cattle on a thousand hills. He hasn't run out of steak yet. There is an unlimited supply in the kingdom. Okay, can He use it? Yes. What does He want most? Your heart. He wants your heart. Team, I can get you guys up as I wrap up here. Now, I've got to make just a really specific point while we're in this area, is that if the Father wants us to lead a generous life where we can be obedient as He prompts, 
then we actually have to have our lives set up to be able to do that, right? I remember a time I was sitting in the barber's chair and this um, father and his son came into the barber shop and almost like an audible voice, the father said, Dan, I want you to give that man $200. It was so clear, it was undeniable. I had the $200 in my bank account, but not in my wallet. And I wish I had had it in my wallet because I was sitting there getting my hair cut and the little boy was getting his hair cut and his hair cut was quicker than my hair cut. And so I saw them come to the checkout and they paid for their hair cut and they left. And I thought, Lord, you want me to give them $200? Like, I need to be able to do that. And so I was praying finish up this haircut quick and it finished up and I ran out the door maybe only a minute behind them and I could see them in the distance, right? We're in Maroochydore Shopping Centre and I thought, great, I can still get them but I still didn't even have the cash. So I'm like following them, right? I'm stalking them. And as I'm stalking them, I see an ATM. So I'm like, that's great. I go to the ATM, I get the cash out. Now I had... An injury at, the, at that time, I had an Achilles. I tore my Achilles so I could hardly walk. So this is me around Marucci Shopping Centre, like, ah, 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 Lord, this is better be good. <laughs> Get my $200 out, hobble to chase this guy and his son down, call out like a crazy guy, hey, hey, hey. The Lord does this, okay? He's going to do it more and more, I prophesy. Chase them down. And I explained to the guy, I said, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm, in my life, I'm practising doing everything I feel God wants me to do. Every part of my life, I'm surrendering to Him. And today I just felt like He wanted me to give you a gift. And I handed the cash. I went to hand the cash to him. He said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want your money. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is not how it goes, Lord. <laughs> and he goes, just saying, so like, that's really nice of you, but just so you know, like, I'm, I'm a very wealthy person. I don't need your money. And I was like sitting there and I'm like, Lord, what is this? Right? Like, can this guy just take the money? And I said to him, well, could it be for someone else in your life? Because I've just, the Lord's just told me to give it to you. And he says, honestly, I've got enough that I can take care of other people, but thank you very much, beautiful gesture, and he walked off. So I'm sitting there, I'm left sitting there, my Achilles is on fire, right? And I've got 200 bucks in my hand, cash. And I said, well, Lord, what was that all about? And he said to me, Dan, I just want your heart. I just want your heart. I just wanna see where you are, that if I ask, you'll do what I say. It's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. I was reading something about, um, about giving. And my point, my point on all of this is that if we are up to the hilt with debt, if we are living a standard of life that is only just within our reach, then we make it very hard to live a life of generosity. And for some people here, 
this message, you actually need to hear this and, and kick in some drastic action. Like I'm talking maybe sell your house, get rid of a car, reduce some debt significantly. Maybe even start, like the Lord might just tell you, I want you to start having cash in your wallet. It would make it much easier when those moments come. I can tell you that. So that when I say give, you're ready to give. Maybe it is that drastic. You know, I heard, I I was reading about this giving and I've just been soaking in this stuff. and, And I heard this question come up. This question was posed to like a Bible college classroom and it was, um, why do you think God created giving? And the people in the, this college, Bible college classroom, they had a huddle and they said, all right, what's the, what's the answer to this? And they came back after a while and they said, to resource His kingdom. And the person who has brought this up, he said, actually, I don't think that's true. And he said, I think that is a byproduct of our generosity in the kingdom. I think the Father created giving because it blesses us that in that place of giving, He does all this heart stuff. He leads us to surrender. He leads us to let go. He leads us to be obedient. It all comes through this heart of giving. This is why the Father calls us to give. Now, we actually have a calling over our church, a mandate over our church. We have this word from Matthew 10. I'm going to read the whole thing to you, but I want you to see, I want you to look for something that stands out here today. Matthew 10, it says, These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. This is the message the Lord has given to us, Hope Community Church. The Kingdom of Heaven has come near. Heal the sick Raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is actually a calling on us as a church. And it's not about our church prospering or any one person prospering. It's about the Father, the Father's heart for what He wants to do through us. That we will get to give. We'll get to give. We get to give. This is who we are. And so we have a value in our church. We value extravagant generosity. That's like levelled up generosity. That's not just generosity. Extravagant generosity. Because we believe this is the Father's heart. That everything He gives to us, all the mercy, all the grace, all the love, the financial resources, the spiritual giftings, the things that He releases to us, freely we receive those things and freely we give those things. This is the call. And so I want to be clear, there will be a spiritual attack right against this calling that the enemy will come and he will want to limit us from being a generous people because this is a call that God has put on us as a community. And so we need to be faithful to pray against that, to stand against that, to release things and to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. 
I'm going to leave it there. Will you jump up? And um, I'm just going to pray. Um, This is not something we do in our own strength. It's the work of the Spirit. It's Romans 12. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is the Father that sees these things. He shows us them through His Spirit and He gives us the strength and the ability to overcome these things. And on the other side of that is victory and it is freedom and it's blessing and it's joy. And we get to be a part of this incredible kingdom economy, which is what I'm gonna speak on next week. Everyone's wondering, when's he gonna give the tithe message? Next week, come to church. Yeah? Can you put your hand on the person next to you this morning? God's doing stuff in hearts and each one of us needs to say, release what is not from you, Father. Lord, help us to release the things that we're holding on to that are not from you. Help us to be renewed, that mindsets would shift in Jesus' Name, Father. Where there's a spirit of lack, we pray be gone in Jesus' Name, that people would be released to stand in their identity as a child of God, where people are consumed with prosperity. Father, we pray that a generous spirit would overcome them in Jesus' Name, that there would be a new day, a new joy when it comes to giving. Father, we pray into the supernatural increase that only You can bring bring, Lord, where it seems like there's not enough, You bring more than enough, Father. Where it seems where there's limited resources, You bring multiplication as we are faithful and as we trust in You. And we pray over the mandate on this church to see the sick healed, to see the dead raised, to see demons cast out, Father, that freely we've received, that freely we would give, that we would be a people of extravagant generosity. And as we do that, that more people would be brought into the Kingdom of Heaven. This is our prayer. We pray together in Jesus' Name. All God's people said, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.